0: Hello everybody and of course welcome back to another episode of X Talk and Ish with your boy X and ish. You already know what to do if you are on facebook please make sure you go ahead and hit that like and share button if you are on our facebook page go ahead and give our facebook page a like and as well if you're on youtube go ahead and hit that red subscribe button and as well go as go ahead and hit that notification bell so you can be notified for shows like this one in the future Ding. and as well if you are on twitter go ahead and check us out on periscope at x talking ish and as well check us out on my personal page at x underscore williams 81 i went ahead and retweeted it already so no excuse not to watch it all right and then with that being said, let's get to the comments right quick because you already know our boy fracture walnut is there he says, let's get it great night to talk football and he is not wrong you have a lot to talk about a lot to recap on but before we do so, gotta make sure I check in with my main man, Ishmael Saigonius. How you doing tonight, sir?
1: Chilling, chilling, man, chilling. Uh, chillin'. You know, uh had a pretty rough week in fantasy. One of my teams won. Actually, in our league, what are you I, talking about, rough league. What are you
0: talking about, sir? You had the most points in the week. Are you being sarcastic right now?
1: Well, in our league I did, but in my other dynasty league, um, Yeah, it was
0: was rough. UBI, the lowest points in the league. At least you didn't lose by like four points. But like Like, myself, lost to KC and had Njoku on the bench, and yeah, that easily could have been a win for me. But whatever, it's fantasy for you, and don't get me started on picks right now. We'll get to that about thirty-five minutes. So I can let all y'all know how much money I lost over the weekend. Alrighty, then. With that being said, let's go ahead and get right into the thursday football games that we like to call the thanksgiving day traditional games let's go ahead and recap those right quick after that we'll get into monday night football and then we'll also get into the rest of the game so with that being said let's go ahead first uh talk about the bills and the Lions. ish i'll let you take this one first yeah no surprises here bills won
1: that game um yeah
0: Well, besides just the Bills lost this game, uh, I think Ish wants to also put in that um, maybe the Lions and Lions fans need to rethink this tradition. I understand you, you know, the Lions, this is their spotlight game of the season, them playing on Thanksgiving and whatnot. But to what emotional expense because it seems as though that Lions fans are okay with being hurt year in and year out. Nobody expected them to beat the Bills unless you're a Lions fan. But why do y'all keep setting yourself up for, for this unfortunate disappointment year in and year out? Can you just help me out with that? I, I, my, my family members are Lions fans, and I don't understand it. So I just I need help.
1: Yeah, I don't really know. It's a tradition. It's a traditional thing. I guess that's why they keep doing it. But at this point, it is really something that we should probably just get some new teams to play on Thanksgiving. Um, we need to find a new tradition or something. Uh the line is just it's just not it anymore. It's just not it. And maybe in a couple of years, uh, as they complete this rebuild, maybe might be, you know, it. we revisit it. We revisit but it, yeah. um but right now, for now, we let's let's do something else, please. I, I just, I don't even, I tuned in for just a little bit, and then I, I wouldn't even try to hear
0: it or see all it. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on, because I'm pretty sure the people that's tuning in right now don't really care too much about this game, want to move on. And we'll go ahead and go from there. All right, let's get to the other game, the Giants and the Cowboys, which was probably the most hype-anticipated game of that Thursday uh, slate. Um, The Cowboys took care of business, as we expected them to do. Um, The Giants, as y'all see, only lost by eight. But let's be real-ish, the Cowboys had this game pretty much from the beginning to the end. Even though the score was only an eight-point score, it definitely felt like the Cowboys were up by at least two scores. Um, The only really question I have for you, Ish, is if Odell joins the Cowboys, does that make them instant Super Bowl contenders? Because right now, I don't look at them as Super Bowl contenders. I look at them as... Uh, top three team in the NFC, but I'm still not sold on them just yet. Mainly because they haven't proven to all of us that they can do it yet, right? So if you do add Odell to the offense, does that give them that next? Does that give them that mental ability to say, okay, we got Odell, we got another, we got another guy, we can go out here and really, really do this? What do you think is?
1: I think it makes them a better team, but I don't necessarily think it makes them a Super Bowl team. I think that um, it'll give them more weapons. It'll make them harder to defend. But it it all comes down to being able to put those pieces together and execute, right? And I just don't know until we kind of get an idea of how they're going to spread the ball around because um, that would be the question, right? Like, it's not like they – don't have weapons. They got CeeDee Lamb. They got Michael Gallup. um, They got the two-headed monsters in the backfield, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, although it's more like one and a half because Zeke Elliott, he kind of been up and down, and Pollard been the main one running. Although this game, um, Ezekiel Elliott did have a good game, 16 carries, 92 yards and touchdown. Um, But I still think that for me it's just that, you know, you add OBJ to them, and then what does that offense look like? Because this is kind of like a running offense. They do throw the ball and mix that in, but now you're adding another hand that you got to feed, another mouth to feed in here. It's just, it's just a lot going on that I don't think I will put them as Super Bowl contenders. Would they? Would it raise their potential to be in a Super Bowl team? Yes, I think their potential will be a Super Bowl win, uh, winning team. But whether or not I would say they're um, immediately catapulted into contenders? I don't think so. We'd have now, to wait and see.
0: Now, can I just say this one thing? I just want to caveat it on this one little thing. You do know, well, you know because we're talking about it right now, but for the people that don't know, it is week 12 of the NFL season, about to be week 13 in two more days, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many games have Odell played this season? And I know people think that it doesn't matter but it definitely does. If you just go back and look at the last two games for the Eagles, and you go look at a guy like Nademah Kinsu and Lind- Lindval jo- uh, Joseph, those guys, yes, they are good. But you can tell over these past two weeks that they have not played football. And it takes a couple of weeks, even a, even maybe even a couple of months-ish, to get back into football shape, football mentality just being able to do these things in a football ramp on a on a on a high level field right we're not jumping into a college game right we're not jumping into a high school game this is the nfl and this is also a guy that's coming off an acl injury his second one right and i'm not i'm not here to, to hate on Odell and and that stuff but I'm not understanding why so many people are still living off of the hype of what Odell can do, and not what's going on right now with Odell. He had a great season with the with the with the Rams last year, right? He had a pretty pretty damn good season, and he also had a pretty good um, game in the Super Bowl until he got hurt. That's unfortunately not just not just football, but that's just sports in general, right? So he's sitting out this past year, of course, rehabbing. He probably is 100% or maybe 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 about 85, right? It takes a full calendar year for you to get back right from an ACL injury. And he's about 85, maybe 90% ready. But even if he was to join the Giants, the Cowboys, maybe even the 49ers, right? Somebody ran random out, out of nowhere. He's still going to have to learn the playbook, get back into football shape, and be able to be one of the guys. That's another thing too, because you're coming in, you're coming onto a team later in the season where that team's already established, right? That those those guys know each other and they know their their pros and I mean the their their ups and their downs. And with Odell, some people might look at him as a distraction. Some people might look at him, as, oh, he you know he's in it for himself. He's not in it for the team. So. Whatever team he does go to, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, how that all plays out. But I don't think it's just going to be rainbows and lollipops when he joins the team and everything's just going to be ready to go. That's just my opinion. Travis cross, Travis cross says, should go to a run stopper? Oh, my bad. Should go get a run stopper. My apologies. Why get Odell when I could could have kept Cooper? Well, unfortunately not Jerry Jones, so and I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably and other Cowboy fans would have wanted to keep Cooper, but due to salary cap reasons, that's why he's with the Browns at the moment. Also, Travis Cross said, I think we'll be fine without Odell, so you heard it hear from our Cowboys fan, he said they will be okay without Odell, and honestly, I think the exact same thing on that one, so let's go ahead and move on to... America's game. America's team versus the American man, Captain Kirk does it once again. That nonsense. Captain America does it once again and pulls the Vikings to victory. Are you mad at me because Captain Kirk out here putting on MVP performances? Is that what you're saying? Whatever. I'm just being honest with you. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to campaign for old, for uh, Kirk Cousins to win the MVP because that means there's gonna be more money in my pocket. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. I need, I need Kirk Cousins to get that MVP. Other than that, um, I honestly feel like this was a, a very, very good bounce back game for the Vikings. The way that they got uh, disrespected at home last week against the Cowboys, they had to show up on primetime. And we know how Kirk Cousins' record is during primetime games. Um, again, after a week after getting their butt whooped by the Cowboys, they needed to show up and they did. Uh, I think the Patriots actually played very, very well again for the, for the team that they are. Um, I think they play very, very good football. Um, just at the end of the day, the Vikings are just overall a better team than the Patriots. So this outcome doesn't surprise me, but overall for the Patriots though, um, well, I mean, watch out still, watch out for them in the AFC. I mean, they can creep up still in the playoffs and, really secure them a playoff spot I, at the at the moment if the uh if the, playoff, I'm sorry, if the playoffs sorry the players were to start right now they would have the seventh seed if i'm not mistaken so um and i know it's about to go and double check for me whatnot but yeah. uh, again at the moment the patriots if they're from, out they're on the outside looking outside looking out. okay so if if you would if anybody was to tell us that the Patriots were number eight seed in the AFC um, going into week 13, I think a lot of people would have, would have laughed. Right. I mean, because I, I think a lot of people don't didn't look at the Patriots as being a team to worry about this season, just due to what they were looking like last season. Right. They did improve over the off season, but, Again, nobody, nobody looked at the Patriots like they are a threat in the AFC. I don't think they will be that much of a threat overall to make a run in the AFC Championship game or even Super Bowl. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if Bill Belichick does what he does best in that scheme. And that's maybe pull off an upset in the first round and then lose in the second round-ish.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see them getting in cuz they're right they're right there. They're they're really close, but at the same time, I mean, this isn't the Patriots of old. Um I don't I don't put a high ceiling on there for them, especially with Mac Jones as the quarterback. Um I just think that if they happen to sneak in, which it's 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 plausible because You know, they're right behind the Jets, and the Jets currently have a whole situation going on over there. Um, So, you know, they could catch the Jets, get that last spot, and then we could see – I don't see the Bengals dropping many more games going forward, so I think that one's kind of wrapped up and spoken for. So, really, I think at this point it's it's really just the Jets and trying to figure out how do you – um, get the Jets, or maybe they. I think maybe they are tied going in, maybe
0: tied away. Um, for that last spot, remember they swept the Jets too. So if if they tie, if the Jets and Patriots have the better, uh, same record, the, the, the Patriots should jump over the Jets in standings. Mm. Oh,
1: no, they're not tied. I think, uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying
0: to figure this out. I'm going to verify it. All right, you verify while we move on to the next game. Um, let's go ahead and get to Monday Night Football, and I'll be the first to say this. If you tuned in on Sunday, I made a big mistake because apparently I don't know how to read schedules, but I did say that we did not have a Monday Night Football game this week. I was wrong. I was wrong because apparently both these teams have just been in the gutter for the last this last six seven weeks, and nobody really has talked about the Steelers or the Colts except for obviously the big coaching hire from Jeff Saturday. In regards to the Colts, um, after this loss, it does make Jeff Saturday's head coaching record now one and two. Um, other than that, the Steelers are the Steelers have won twelve of the last thirteen Monday Night Football games. Uh, that is a hell of a feat to to have at the moment. And, of course, they add another win on Monday, defeating the Colts. To wrap all this up, the main question that came out of this game was Jeff Saturday not utilizing his timeouts correctly on that last drive for the Colts to try to tie the game up. Ish. Jeff Saturday also stated in the post-game uh, press conference that, you know, I didn't make a mistake. You know, now looking back on it, I probably should have called timeout, right? Is that just the, just the, 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 the good and the bad that you're going to have to take with a coach like Jeff Saturday because he's never been in this position before? Is that something that Jim Ursay already prepared himself for because we talked about this already on the show plenty of times when it first happened and also last couple of weeks. It could go great when it comes to being seven and one, or it could go really bad and be one and seven. Right now it's trending towards one and seven. I'm not saying going one and seven. I think it's probably gonna be like two or three wins. I think they won two or three wins. Uh I think Jeff said it won two or three ball games as a head coach. But this is always just going to be a lose-lose situation for the coach. You can hype it up every week, all y'all want to. But the, for the organization as a uh, as a for, as an organization, this is just not a good look. Because seriously, it's, where do you go from here? You know, I mean, you know, who who's, who as a coach is going to come in and change this for the better moving forward, right? Um, you know, I think it's part
1: it's learning it's growing pains, right? Like, yeah, he's been around the game and he theoretically understands what should have been done in that situation. But, you know, when you're the head coach, when you're the guy and you're putting that situation, I think he's learning on the job at, the, at this moment, right? Like he doesn't have that previous coaching experience. So he's kind of learning while he's going. So, yeah, you might get a couple of these um, instances one or two times. Uh, but overall, he's done a decent job. He's done better than I think a lot of us expected him to do going in there. Um, I think he's kind of fulfilling the role similar to what, Tony Dungy was doing that, um, not Tony Dungey, uh, Herm Edwards was doing that uh, Arizona State where he's kind of like a figurehead, I think, really. You know, he's just leading the, leading the team, the moral guy, and he's making sure everybody knows what they're supposed to do. But I don't think he really, like, running, running things. And I think maybe there was some confusion there from that standpoint. But as far as a coach coming in and doing something for them, I think, you know, they've kind of set the bar low here by putting him in this position. You can really go any direction you want to. You can keep him. You can go get another coach that doesn't have as much experience. You can go get a real veteran coach that has a lot of experience and sees like, hey, if this guy was able to come in and take over this job and do well, you know, maybe they they are just a couple players away um, from being able to compete in that AFC South, which has a low bar um anyway because the aging titans are the the cream of the crop in the division and let's be honest the only getting older every year so at some point somebody got to be able to beat them in the afc south um because they don't seem to be reloading as quickly as um as they probably should considering how old some of their pieces are starting to get so um, I think they can go any way they want, and they've kind of set it up in that way. And uh just to follow up on the playoff picture, the Patriots, I was right, are one game out right behind the Jets at what? six and five, and the Jets at seven and four. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, just keep losing, then Patriots could go ahead and yeah, yeah, yeah. take that over. What makes that what made it confusing for me is that um the Bengals and the Ravens are currently tied at the top of the AFC North. So that's oh, uh, there's no clear identification of who the wild card is. I mean, the Ravens right now, I think, have them on tiebreakers, but obviously, that's going to change here in the coming week in a couple of weeks. Uh, with you know, the remaining schedule, but it- it's tight, it's tight in the AFC, and I think, oh, yeah. Um, even the Colts, you look at it right now, mathematically, they're Stop. Still- no,
0: no, no. <laughs> No, all right, Aaron Rodgers, Mister. <laughs> if mathematically if we're able to make the playoffs, I'll still shut y'all asses up. The season's hey, over. Hey, mathematically season's they over. still no in like, there, you know. You believe Matt Ryan about to make a run? Yeah. I, I got a I got a beach house in on Idaho that I would love to sell you right now.
1: I'm, I mean, I'm just trying to tell you that there's a there's a chance. It, there's a
0: chance there. It can happen. For everybody that's listening in right now. Do you think that the Indianapolis Colts have a chance? To make to the playoffs please let me know in the comment section because i think ish needs to go to go to sleep early because he's a little tired it's a little tired right now because i know he's have seen the first 11 weeks of this season the way the colts have been playing they are not about to flip the switch and and make the playoffs It ain't gonna happen i'm sorry i love you ish not happening it's possible now one team that definitely be making the playoffs another team that that you can definitely ask for them is it possible to make the playoffs the packers and the eagles uh squared off on Saturday night football and what a what a hell of a game that was, right? I mean, uh we, we kind of assumed and thought it would be a good game, but definitely was a back and forth until Aaron Rodgers seemed as though he might have punctured a lung. And that's what it first was stated. Uh something internal uh he was able to go through his MRI scan earlier this uh, morning. He's apparently on his Podcast with AJ Hawk and of course Pat McAfee. He said that uh, things look better than he assumed they would be, and he says that if he's able to play, he's going to continue, of course, keep playing the rest of the season and and go from there. Um, but besides Aaron Rodgers, besides the Packers, besides the Eagles, we we know Eagles are nine and one. Packers look like crap. The real question, the real story, is what are the Packers going to do with Jordan? Because you're now in a situation where the Packers are not making playoffs. Okay. It's, it's not happening. You're not winning the division. You'll be lucky if you make it into a wild card spot. So most likely you're not going to make the playoffs. So what do you do with your first round draft pick, Jordan Love? Because if you're going to stick with Aaron Rodgers, you would think that you if you want to trade Jordan Love and get something back for him, he has to go out on the field and sh- showcase his skill set and have a team say, you know what? Maybe we might take a chance on him. But if you continue to keep keep him on the sideline and let's say, let's say Aaron Rodgers goes elsewhere, right? Let's say he goes to 49ers. He goes to Cleveland. He goes to whatever, right? And you have Jordan Love as your starting quarterback. Nothing wrong with that. Get in that starting position and, and keep moving. But if we really think we're going to have another Packer quarterback at the helm for another 15 more years, it's no way hell we're going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. I'm talking about for an extended time period. And it's going to be all good and dense. Why not? I think Jordan, I think Jordan Love is, is a good quarterback. I, I don't think he's horrible. I really don't. I think he, I think he's a good quarterback, but another 15 more years, as a Packers quarterback. Now, don't get me wrong. We I, rem- I remember when we were making the transition from Brett Favre. I'm I'm old enough to remember people are like, oh, is Aaron Rodgers' guy. He's not ready yet. You know, Brett Favre, he's a superstar. He's the greatest ever, right? He goes to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers takes over. First couple of years were a little shaky. Don't get me wrong. He had some good plays here and there. He had some, some good moments, but they still weren't Aaron Rodgers-esque of a season until that third and fourth year where he really broke through and he is what he is now same thing could happen for Jordan Love but the real question is are the Packers as an organization are they patient enough to watch all that happen do we think they're going to have a choice I I I mean
1: my question really is We've seen the whole debacle that's gone on this offseason and you know, off seasons in the past and everything with you know the draft situations and I mean there's so many things, right? Free agency, so many things where the the organization and Aaron Rodgers just have not seemed to have the smoothest relationship. Do we think he's still staying after this year? I mean, you traded away his best weapon. You didn't really go out and feel the need to really replace him. I mean, you replace him with a rookie. Um, but is that really replacing a guy that before this season was considered, you know? Well, I, I will
0: I will say this. You're not wrong about replacing him with a rookie part um, because, of course, obviously he is a rookie. And he did start off his season a little shaky, especially the first pass thrown to him where he dropped it. But over the last three games, he has been able to account for more touchdown catches than a lot of big-name wide receivers. And he also leads rookie wide receivers in touchdown passes. So it might have come a little bit later than they wanted, but it is coming along when it comes to their first-round draft pick, putting up the right numbers that they want to at that position. But like you're saying, does Aaron Rodgers want to stay – that much longer to watch everybody else finally get to where they need to be because by the time they get to where they need to be and i'm talking about uh of course physically wise progression wise it might be too late for Aaron Rodgers they might you know he he might not be able to keep doing what he's what he's doing now he, he he's not a guy that's been able to stay away from injuries he he get hurt he gets hurt from time to time as well too right so we can't expect him just to be around until he's 45 like like brady so what what happens with that yeah i mean
1: i, I don't know I, i'm thinking and that's where i'm telling you i just don't know after, at during this offseason season does he stay around i think now's the time probably for him to move on and like you're saying let's figure out what we're going to do with jordan love um if we believe in him in the franchise, then let's roll with him. If we don't believe in him, you know, what can we do to try to figure out something um that we can do? I, I just don't know really um if Aaron Rodgers being there is is a thing anymore.
0: Frank says broken thumb, potentially broken ribs, but fifty million dollar contract, Aaron gotta play. Uh I mean, well, you know, this year and I wouldn't say he has to play. If, you know, if he's not physically able to play, he's not going to play. Fracture also says, Aaron, for Jimmy G in the offseason, 49ers could be the Rams next season and win it all. Well, I don't think the 49ers want to be the Rams this season because uh Rams are looking very uh, disappointing. Um, I mean, look, all the signs... They were pointing for Brady to return to the 49ers, right? I mean, come back to his home state, the, the California, go to the Bay Area, play for the Niners, and maybe win them Super Bowl. That was really – I thought that's where he was going to go, leaving, leaving the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers is a 49ers guy too. Pretty much – I wouldn't say the same exact background as Tom Brady, but kind of similar. We grew up in Cali, you know, rep the 49ers as a kid, and – it wouldn't surprise me at all if that happens. But one thing about the NFL and sports in general, nothing has nothing is surprising to me anymore. I, I've seen so much crazy stuff nowadays. Like it's anything is possible, as KG was saying. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the Buccaneers and Browns. Of course, our other old quarterback out there in the NFL. Unfortunately, this old timer did not get it done, and the young buck, Jacoby Brissett, was able to get this win as him being the starting quarterback for the Browns for this season because, obviously, Deshaun Watson will now take the QB1 position and lead the Browns to into Houston on Sunday. Of course, we'll talk about that on Sunday. Um, but with this game, I will say this ish. The Buccaneers are very, very lucky that they are in the NFC South. Because if mm-hmm. they were in any other division, they would not be looking at the playoffs right now. But because they're in such a bad division, the NFC South, they, look, it, I don't know what's going on right now with both conferences, but the NFC and the AFC South is trash. The NFC and the AFC East is great. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but it just it is what it is. Um, the biggest, I think the biggest takeaway from this game And I know nobody's going to talk about it because it's not sexy, but the offensive line, Tristan Warfs, getting hurt. Um, I think that's probably one of the one of the bigger losses for the Buccaneers. um, That's going to show up over these next couple of weeks, and it's not going to get any better for the Buccaneers. And I understand, you know, Brady's enjoying himself because he's still playing football. And he doesn't have to be at home and all that stuff like that. But he has to be frustrated. Like he has to be a little frustrated. I know he don't. He didn't expect the season to go the, the way it's going. But um, Ish, I need your help with this one. Uh, Freshrunner says, "Are we finally ready to say that this is co- Tabo's last time being a head coach?" First of all, we, we we gonna we gonna talk about this right now. Why are we disrespecting Tabo's Ty, Ty like that? Come on now, we're not going to disrespect Tom Bowles like that. Let's look at let's look at the makeup of this team. It's just not good. It's it's really it really is not good. Um, Leonard Fournette, besides him coming you know into camp out of shape, he just does not look good this season. There's been injuries on both sides of the ball, and I'm not here trying to make excuses for Tom Brady at all. That's not what I'm trying to do. I don't want to seem to win number eight. I'm just being completely honest. But let's look at this team. The only consistent piece. On the other team is Tom Brady throwing the ball to Mike Evans. Other than that, the defense has been, uh. And, and if you want to blame Tom Bowles for that, go go right ahead. I have no problems anybody blaming Tom Bowles because that's especially specialty. It's the defense side of the ball. But the offense has just been, uh. I think, and, and I was one of the people that was saying, oh, Tom Brady, mentally, he can get over whatever, right? This divorce isn't affecting him. He's fine. He's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. No, I think see, I think his mental has been seriously altered because of everything that's been going on with him and obviously Giselle and, and, of course, with the divorce to where they have just not been playing up to their standard. And it's I think it's a lot of – besides living off the Super Bowl, I think it's a lot of Chiefs from Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, uh, Tom Brady – and it's those guys trying to rekindle what happened a couple of years ago. But in reality, this is a whole new team. And they need to find a better way to approach this. Ish.
1: Um, I would say it's hard to say that this is Ty Bowles last time because the defense is a top 10 defense. They're seventh in scoring defense. They're ninth in total yards. They're, uh, I mean, they're performing. They're sixth against the pass. They're performing on the defensive side of the ball. It's the offense that's having the problem, and we know why the offense is having problems. I mean, we could point to the start of training camp when Leonard Fournette shows up overweight. That's supposed to be your number one running back. you got... Julio Jones, who they signed, who, I mean, we all knew what was going to happen there because my man has only played six games. He's only started two of them. I mean, you can't look at this team and realistically compare them to what they were two years ago. This is not that same team. There are a lot of holes. They've had a lot of injury problems. I think that Todd Bowles Obviously, because it is a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago, people are going to be more critical of him with the way that they're performing. But I also think we have to look at the situation on the team and the makeup of the team and say it's just not the same team. He was kind of given a team that was declining anyway. If anything, I feel like Bruce Arians saw the writing on the wall was like, yeah, I'm not going to be the one holding Uh, – I'm not going to be the one holding, holding in on this one. So, Todd, uh, go ahead. Ty, go go ahead, ahead. You got that. Yeah. Um. So, I just think – I mean, for me, I don't know that it's him. I think if you want to say as a head coach you should have – even if you're not on the offensive side, not an offensive coach, your team should be prepared to play, and you should have assistants that are preparing that side, the side of the ball that you don't coach um, to play. Yeah, sure, that's fair. Um, But I just think that when I really look at it, I don't know that this year I'm judging Todd Bowles and saying, if we had a different coach here, it would have been any different because I don't know that it would have. Now, the thing that I'm looking at right now with the Buccaneers is it could really come down to the last game on the road against Atlanta. Ooh
0: a divisional game that could literally be for the for the division.
1: That could be for the division. Last game against Atlanta, and I'll be interested to see how that goes. I would be interested to see if it comes all the way down to that. But can they find some sort of health and form to close the season
0: out to possibly sneak in? Freshwater says, okay, if not two years ago, it's the same team minus injuries who came back from twenty-four down in the NFC Championship a year ago fracture please answer this question who won that game though okay they can come back all they want to they didn't win the damn game so with that being said he also says almost made the Super Bowl two years in a row yes almost but it didn't happen last year um and I and I saw the writing on the wall last year when it comes to it I didn't think that they looked I mean they looked they looked good but after losing to the Rams I was like maybe that's the beginning of the end I thought you know Tom Brady's gonna pack it in and go home but Hey, that's here and over there. We'll check back in on the Bucks, Like you said, it's maybe week 18. Maybe that's the week that we'll we'll, fight. we'll see another Tom Brady come back to will them to the playoffs. And we'll go from there. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, get to the Bengals and the Titans. And uh, I'll be the first to say it. Joe Burrow is... The titan the titan killer right now joe burrow mm. is the guy that uh glad you said it that in everybody name, wants to have and nobody wants to face um at the end of the day but besides talking here on x talking is we gonna, we gonna keep it real i mean at least i am i don't know about you but i'm gonna keep it real and at the end of the day joe burrow bad boy all right joe burrow bad boy i i've i've known he was a bad boy for a minute now and this is just another one of those games where it solidifies that he's a bad boy. Um, I really don't have too much to say except for the Titans do what they do best, which is play down your competition. I, I, I'm not saying that the Bengals are are bad, but they were missing very vital pieces on the alpha side of the ball to where the Titans should have taken advantage and the Titans should have won this game at home. And you decided not to do that. And you ended up with a loss, which kind of compared exactly to the the playoff game last year. You lost nineteen to seventeen, and this game is twenty to sixteen. So, it's just one of those things. Is look, hey man, I'm just I don't really have too much to say. It's a regular season game. I know how these things are when it comes to we can beat the Bills in the regular season, lose them in the play in the playoffs. We can lose to the Bengals in the regular season, beat them in the playoffs. It, it, it happens before. It, it's, it's. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it happens this year. But as a Titans fan, just looking at this performance on Sunday, I'm not confident at all. Um. I mean, I told
1: you so. I don't think it said anything about the Titans, I think. They play the team that's on the rise right now and a team that is, they see, they smell the blood in the water. The Ravens, as we've seen, they're struggling at the moment. They don't know what they're doing. They don't want to win the division, which seems to be a theme in the AFC North of the past couple of years where we get towards, uh, you, you know, we get to this point in the season and it seems like whoever's leading the division doesn't end up winning the division because nobody ever wants to win the division for some reason in the AFC North. But, um, Yeah, the Bengals smell the blood in the water. And so they are playing at right at the right time, even without, you know, some of their best players. They started playing playing, um, the game of football like, they. hey, we went to the Super Bowl last year. We should probably, you know, pick things up. And they are starting to pick things up. And they're starting to perform. And they're starting to find their identity. They're running the ball more. They're establishing themselves. They're playing good, solid defense. Kind of doing those things that they were doing last year towards the end of the year, that got them to the Super Bowl. So I saw the writing on the wall. I said, hey, X, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Bengals are going to find a way to get it because that's just the momentum that they have coming in. And sure enough, that's just what happened. I don't think that it was – I don't think it said anything negatively about the Titans. I think the Titans, we know who they are, and I think the Bengals know who they are, unfortunately. And as a result, the Bengals were ever to win this game. But, uh, yeah, I can understand your frustration from the standpoint of – at some point you want to see your team make the right kind of adjustments to be the team that appears to be their boogeyman, right? The team that seems to always get up to play them. I know the frustration. I had the same frustration when the Chiefs play their division rivals. And for some reason it, it just always turns into a game that it shouldn't have even been that, right? Like you should have won the game. So I get it, but, yeah, I'm not worried about the damn Titans. The Titans gonna do what the Titans do. They're gonna lose to the Bengals, and then they're gonna come out and smoke a bunch of other teams that people think they should lose to. So,
0: yeah, we'll we'll get back to them, especially uh, this upcoming week when they play the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the game I talked about a couple weeks ago that the Titans will give the Eagles their first loss. Maybe they can give them their second loss. All right, let's go ahead and get into our segments don't be upset we'll recap these right quick i had the jaguars over the ravens that one you got that on the head we'll talk about that we'll talk about that a little bit later ish had the cardinals over the chargers which almost had it just by a point both these games literally came by came down to a point so we were right there also as well if i was a betting man you already know our prize pick coma our pick promo code you're more welcome to Check that out. Kyle Allen, of course, he decided to throw for over 34 passing attempts. And what happened when he throws for more than 34 passing attempts, like I said on Sunday? Texas are going to lose that game, and that's what they did. Taylor Heineke over a half an interception, he threw for one. Joey Sly over one-and-a-half field goals made, he kicked three. And, of course, the Titans' defense did what they do best, which is lackluster performance against Joe Burrow and only sacked him – one time so with that being said if you decided to pick my picks you won no money so that being said we're gonna go ahead and move on from those silly silly picks of mine and finish up tonight and we'll get to those fun loving Texans we love talking about so much um look this game was over with in the first half it was 30 zero game was pretty much over with Dolphins pulled their stars by the by the third quarter. And it's really not too much to say about the Dolphins except for they look obviously they look amazing when they have Tua and Tua's healthy, and we saw how they look when they don't have Tua. Right? I don't want to talk about Super Bowl or anything like that right now for the Dolphins just yet. Let's wait like another two or three more weeks. But right now they are trending in, in a very very good direction. They're able to keep their players healthy. Uh, you know, you haven't heard any, you know, major injuries so far with that team. They've added pieces on both sides of the ball, of course, before the trade deadline. I mean, they they look very, very good. Again, I don't want to talk too much about Dolphins. Wait for, about that in a couple more weeks. What I want to talk about more than anything are the Houston Texans. The Texans will, of course, take on the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. And like I said, we'll talk more about that on Sunday. The one thing that I want to talk about, though, and I'm pretty sure if you're in Houston, you you saw this article that came out. But apparently lawyer Tony Busby, who was, of course, the lawyer for most or actually all of the accusers that accused Deshaun Watson for uh, his inappropriate acts. Right. Apparently they're going to have a box and a suite for those women to come and watch the game on Sunday. I'm going to leave it this ish. If you as a woman or even a man felt like somebody did something to you and you are so distraught, Ish, you are so distraught that you don't know want nothing to do with this person. Anytime you look at their face, they just they just put you in such a bad mood. Ish, can you please explain to me why would you why would you show up to the workplace then and watch them for three and a half hours? Please explain it to me, because I just want to I just want to know. I feel like I'm too, too much of a logical person. So maybe I'm just thinking too logically about this. Maybe I need to think more emotionally. Can you help me out with this? Um, I don't think it's
1: that they want to go watch him. I think that they're just... Um they just you know i think that they want to make a statement they want to make a statement they want to you know be there it, it obviously they're getting the kind of press that they need to to bring i have, I have a question uh, though. What, what the situation? Though? i thought
0: the statement was doing this in the courtroom not not a, well
1: actually. it was to do it in the courtroom but obviously if you feel like justice wasn't served um so considering we go, to, the, we go to a football game and considering, considering the contract um, that the he was game. given i mean i believe that they're trying to bring still, you know, bring light to this, bring light to the fact that, you know, um, I don't feel like they felt like they got the justice necessarily that they deserve. Um, They don't feel like the man, they probably don't feel like he should be playing in the sport. Shouldn't have been rewarded with the contract that he was given. And so they're going to bring light to this. And I think any chance that they get, they will bring light to it. And I think that, you know, that's definitely within their, their right to do. Um and hey, like I said, it it it's been reported, right? You're t- you brought it up, you're talking about it, so it's doing exactly what they hoped it would do in continuing the conversation of you know what happened and whether or not Deshaun Watson should be allowed to continue in this game, playing this game and making the kind of money that he's making when. You know what happened, what he did or allegedly did went on because, again, he was nothing was proven in court or anything like that. There was all these settlements, so we don't know. But, um, I don't yeah. know,
0: kind of sound like workplace harassment to me. But hey, um, well, I'm just saying, just saying, just saying if it's already been settled not once but twice, and you out here coming to my workplace to tell me about things that if we already got settled in court. Seems a little bit like harassment. Just saying, but we'll go ahead and move on though. Bears versus the Jets. Of course, the biggest um topic of this game was, of course, obviously Zach Wilson was not starting. Mike White went ahead, started this game, balled out like most people expected him to do. Because you actually minutes. watch Mike White play. He's actually a pretty damn good quarterback. He he plays well and um i i think he's a good solid backup quarterback um the jets obviously took care of the bears by 21 but what's really interesting about this whole situation you, you you see a lot of people asking will zach wilson start ever again for the jets either this season or just ever right and everybody's so quick to say no but do we not see what's going on with the carolina panthers right now Everybody said, oh, Zach, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield ain't going to start no more, right? Oh, Sam Darnold ain't going to start no more, right? I, both of these guys have started again just due to injuries, right? Just due to injuries and maybe piss poor play. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Mike White gets hurt, Flacco gets hurt, and you have to put Zach Wilson in. So for everybody to say, oh, yeah, he's not going to play ever again, he's not going to be a starting quarterback for the Jets, ah, let's let's pump your brakes a little bit there because we've just we've seen it just this season alone that he could be out there on the football field but what I would love to see more than anything and i talked to my wife about this I said you know what would be a unique plot twist to happen is
1: hmm.
0: let's say the Jets let him go right
1: mm-hmm. or, or trade mm-hmm.
0: him right which I don't think they'll trade I think they'll release him, right they release him, and guess who will pick him up the New England Patriots then the New England Patriots will, of course, play the Jets twice a year, and he will beat the Jets over the next 10 years as the Patriots quarterback. Wouldn't that be a plot twist for your ass if you, if if the New York Jets organization were to let Zach Wilson go?
1: I don't know about that master plan and everything that you got going on there, because I don't know that Bill Belichick necessarily wants Zach Wilson um but it's interesting he might be he might be a better
0: quarterback than any the quarterbacks on the roster right
1: now well yeah i mean that's definitely possible but um you know that's an interesting take i think it's possible that that could be kind of what what they see happening but i i just don't know um i don't know for sure that that's what what we would see i don't know that they're sold on on that either
0: yeah, no, I just wanted those. Yeah,
1: you just you just know. want to you just want to cause cause a of course, stir. Of
0: course, of yeah. course. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's go ahead and move on to uh, teams causing a stir, and I'm talking about the Washington Commanders. And I'm not even talking about on the football field. I'm talking about off of the field. Before the game even started, they have apparently unveiled a quote unquote statue for Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen the pictures. It's not a statue. It's more of a mannequin with apparel on the mannequin. Um, look, besides the Redskins part, which again... Why no, you I mean, got to do them like that, man? I'm not even worried about the Redskins helmet, all that stuff like that. I know everybody want to try to you know, uh, erase that history. If you look at the actual uniform itself, you have a Nike jersey with Reebok pants and Adidas, and Adidas cleats. There, those are all types of of conflicting um, apparel going on there and then you just it it just looked like it got thrown together by a a third grader two days before his, his science project was due and one thing the Washington organization knows how to do is to is to fuck up something, right? Why you gotta Why you gotta be like this? Why do you Why do I gotta be, be like this? This? Why do they have why to be Why you like have that? to be Why
1: do you have to be
0: like this? it up, sir. Why y'all be like this? To me why I gotta Man, be I mean, it then, was, why do they have to be like that? Dan Dan Snyder is at a point where he's just like you know, what? if I'm gonna go out, fuck it, all y'all, all y'all gonna get these hands. That's how you gonna do, Sean Taylor like that, Dan Snyder. Okay. Okay.
1: Um. I, I I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. That's how I felt I mean, how about I, the statue. I'm, I'm trying to find the word, sir. And you keep and you keep calling it a statue. I don't think it's. What, to I didn't be call a statue. That. I <laughs> didn't call it statue. Watch the
0: commander's call it
1: the statue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be a statue. With I mean, yeah, I guess I don't. I don't know, man. I, I feel bad for laughing, but. Poorly executed. I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It. it pours.
0: In the it, words of Peter Griffin, you want to know what grinds my gears? The Washington Commanders. No, nah, they ain't the Redskins. They the skins.
1: Oh my gosh, that's, that's why weird. they all be gotta the be like that, dude. Lead why do they alone. have to be like that? Leave them alone. Just anybody let them make it. Anybody that like why, why you commanders? can't let them make it, man.
0: We got to get Dooley back on here so he can explain to us what the hell they got going on over there. Just All right. Let them make it, please. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We ain't never let them make it. Let's go ahead and move on to the Broncos-Panthers. And there's not really too much to talk about besides the Broncos sucking, as always, and the Panthers, for the for the love of God, won a game that they weren't supposed to. But what really stood out in this game, if you saw that clip, was a uh, defense lineman from the uh, Broncos. Pretty much being very upset with Russell Wilson just due to the performance on the football field and getting in Russell Wilson's face. Uh, they talked about it in the press game, uh, press conference, and they asked Russell, you know, what did he say? He said, hey, you know, he just pretty much said we, we have to effing go. And Russell was like, yeah, he's right. We have to go. Um, look, that probably was true. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the words are probably right when it comes to probably what he said. But um, I don't know about you, Ish. I'm pretty sure that locker room is just tired of hearing the, come on, guys. Let's go, guys. We can do this, guys. No, I think. You, I- you've you been in locker rooms, sir. You've been in locker rooms. You know, from, I'm talking about from junior, junior high to college. You've been in plenty of locker rooms to where you know, like, look, when things are going bad, I don't want to hear no rah-rah person rah-rah right now. Okay? Shut the hell up. Let us all soak right now, and we can move on. Do you think that's pretty much what that situation was?
1: I I think that Russell was saying let's ride, and um, my man, I I I think I think Bronco fans tired of hearing let's ride. Okay, I'm I'm assuming my man said let's ride, and my my God told him, you know, very politely. Shut up. Yeah, bro. Like. I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear that anymore. I, I want you to just go out there and do what you're supposed to do. Do your dang job, okay? Stop with all the damn less Ride. Like, please just do your job. And I think that's what he was trying to, you know, tell Russell. He was trying to uh, motivate him in a football way. In a he football was, way he he motiva- yeah, he will motivate him in a football way. He was just telling him, like, come on, dude, do your job. Stop worrying about less Ride. Just go do what you're supposed to do, and we saw how Russell responded. He didn't respond. He didn't, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, they've invested a lot of picks, a lot of money. I don't think they can move on from Russ like that. So, hey, they in for a nice long ride with Russell.
0: Yeah, they're gonna ride that Bronco. They're gonna mm-hmm, ride it. Out. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. All right,
0: let's go ahead and move on to the Ravens and Jags. Jags won this game by a point. And the way that they actually won is was on the last play. Well, the last drive of the game, they ended up uh, scoring a touchdown to be down by a point. And, of course, most teams would usually kick a field goal and probably go into overtime, but not Dougie P. Dougie Peterson says, look, we're going for the two. We're going for a win right now. And not just a great play, but if you actually go watch that play, what a throw by Trevor Lawrence. Uh, to zing that motherfucker in there and to win the game by a point. Um, this is easily the highlight win for Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars for Doug Peterson for for this era of the Doug Peterson era for the in Jack in Jacksonville. Um, but this is more of the same for the Ravens, right? They have they have not been able to finish games this season, and that is going to bite them in the playoffs. I do not see them. Making a run in the playoffs because of just late game debacles. You you have given up multiple double digit leads this season. To and I mean you you easily could have won eight nine games already, but for the Ravens they are going to end up having this season be for naught because the. I, it's, I think it's honestly mainly the defense that's that's causing them to lose these games. It's not Lamar and the and the the crappy wide receivers. It's really the defense, which is a sad thing to say because the Ravens hang their hat on playing defensive football. So, to wrap all this up, Ish, are the Ravens already over? Like, is is there is their playoff run already over before it even starts? Um, I think they can sneak into the wild card but well, I think they'll make the playoffs. I'm just saying, will they even make a run? Will they even be able to make win well, that first game? No, I, I, if the they don't event? figure it
1: out, if they don't figure it out, they're not going to make a run. And I think what what you're getting at and kind of something to to keep in mind here when you're looking at them while you're saying that, you know, it's not Lamar's fault um and it's the defense I think that is very misleading, right? The reason why I say that is it's not like this defense is horrible. This defense is playing all right. I think, though, where where you're seeing this sort of situation pop up, um, because this defense actually is really good against the run. They're really bad against the pass. And – with this team, they tend to get up, and then teams have to pass to get back in the game, and unfortunately, that's not the strength of their defense. Um, they they always have injuries, um, like Frasher Walton alluded to for some reason. But Lamar in this offense, the reason why I say it's misleading what you're saying, Lamar in this offense, they have, at times, when you need them to get a conversion – is when they can't get a conversion. And it just seems like they aren't able to make the plays when they need to make the plays. As Lee alludes to right here, three wide open touchdowns get dropped. Um, I I just think this offense, for some reason, when it when push comes to shove, when it's time to perform, when it's time to make a play so you can extend your drive, when it's time to close out a drive with a touchdown instead of three points, they just can't do it. They don't know how to make the play. Something happens, and then we're kicking the field goal. Or it's fourth down, now we got to punt. I watched the game last week against Carolina. I watched this game against Jacksonville. And when you watch these games, those are the moments that really stand out to you. I don't think it's all on the defense. I don't think the defense is that bad. I think part of it, and this is some of the knock that goes on to Lamar, is – When it's time to make these plays that you need, this offense, for some reason, just can't make these plays. And that is where, ultimately, you're looking at the defense saying, well, defense should stop them. But at the same time, at some point as an offense, you got to convert
0: and keep them off of there. I understand what you're saying. Uh, let me get to this comment from Fresh he says issue statement is a reason why I don't think the Ravens will pay Lamar, and I guess sucks for him. Um, you're not you're not wrong, but I also will, will look at a guy like and I, I'm not putting all of it on him. But Marcus Peters has looked horrible this season. Yes, he has not been okay, great. So I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Great player in this in his past, but you're looking very burnt toast right now. Um, and look, I understand fracture on the statement when he said the Ravens are, are the bucks when it comes to problems and injuries everywhere, but they Ravens went through this last season where they had even more injuries. Right. And they were able to make the playoffs and, and, and say, Hey, look, what, look what we can do now. And we're going to bring everybody back plus drafted guys. And it just does not look like it has progressed into being a better team. Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame does not look like a fourth-round draft pick. You know, I mean, like, this this running game, we're supposed to have a six-head monster in the backfield, and we just don't see that with the Ravens. Lamar, again, I, like, like uh, Lee says, I think Lamar has played well, but the rest of the team just. Yeah, but
1: here's – and this is one of the things that I, I've been seeing some of the draft previews coming out already some of the early draft previews and some of the discussions going on here's my question for you x and and maybe you can figure it out maybe you know you know and you could tell me how many times are they going to draft a wide receiver how many times are they going to go sign a wide receiver like i i don't know at what point do we not just try to go four tight ends or something because it doesn't seem like whoever you bring in that wide receiver works out, right? It seems like it doesn't matter who's at wide receiver. And I'm not saying they got, you know, four studs lining up out there, right? Like, yeah, I understand they don't have necessarily that guy that I, I can ever, I wouldn't, I would say he's never had that guy that I look at and I say, yeah, that's a true number one, a true yeah, dominant yeah. number one, right? Yeah, yeah. But not, not very many teams have that guy in the first place. and it's not easy to find that guy right yeah, at some point you got to make it do with what you got mm-hmm. and how many receivers are they going to go through how how many are we going to look at before we start saying you know lamar at it's some you. point you, you got yeah at some point you got to elevate you see, these guys you see around Patty you. doing
0: it. you, you got to find season, a way you know without tyree even, without even I mean, the coaches aaron Rodgers, of course do it every year you know I, thousand agree if you want this contract which if the ravens don't give it to him somebody will i'm not saying he's not gonna get his money no, i agree somebody he's will get his money but the ravens will see him every day they have seen him since he was a rookie they know they must know something that we don't and for whatever reason i'm not for every a lot of people love lamar black white young old a lot of people love lamar right because of what he does on the field. And also what he does off the field, get back to the kids. You know, he's there for the kids. Lamar, the kids. I, I got all that. But a lot of people are blinded by that when it comes to, look how good of a person he is. So just Give him all the money because he's just such a good person. If that was the case, Tim Tebow would still be in the NFL. Okay? this The NFL is not for good people. I know that sounds crazy. It's for good talent. If your talent is great, you're going to get compensated for your talent. But for Lamar, and we're going to go ahead and move on from this. For Lamar, he has to find a way to elevate the team for the rest of the season to try to make a run for the Ravens to say, you know what? Give us a reason to not give you this money. And you didn't give us a reason. You didn't get in trouble. You ain't do silly stuff and force the Ravens to. Do one or two things. Obviously, give you, or not the Ravens, not Lamar would want to do this, but give him a franchise tag for one year and you keep him that one more year. And then obviously get your contract that six year. Or you move, if I'm Lamar, hey, I move on. I go and I go elsewhere. Cause again, somebody gonna give me the money. Just gotta figure out who he's gonna be. Lee also says, so is it a blow up the team and keep Lamar or let Lamar go and rebuild? Confusing situation to me. If you are the GM and see this the last four or five years, what do you do? Ish, take down first.
1: Yeah, so for me, it's not necessarily – well, I think on the defensive side, it's not a blow up the team and rebuild uh, – A blow up the team and keep Lamar. Um, I think – I think the situation the Ravens are in that's going to be interesting on what they do with Lamar and why I think ultimately they have to give Lamar the money, right? They have reinvented their offense. They've changed their offense. They've molded and shaped that offense all around Lamar Jackson and his skill set. There aren't very many Lamar Jacksons out there. There aren't even very many poor man Lamar Jacksons out there. That are going to come in and win games for you in the NFL. So if you get rid of Lamar, you have to change that entire offense. All that entire offense has to be rebuilt, right? Because that's something that we talked about before when it comes players, everything.
0: The Ravens were all in when they got Lamar. They were all in. They changed everything for him. So, and I'll just piggyback on what Lee said. The the Ravens really have historically have never really blown up their team. Since I'm just dating back from 2000, from 2000 when they won Super Bowl to where they are now, they either re- reload or they try to, of course, keep what they have, their core that they usually have mainly on that defense side of the ball. And again, they add little pieces here and there, and they just continue to keep on keeping on. But I don't see them re like blowing it up and rebuilding. I, 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 I I'm like you, Lee. I don't know if you're the GM. This is why GMs get paid the money that they get paid. They gotta make these tough decisions, and right now, if I'm the general manager, I don't know what the hell to do. I'm just being completely honest. I, I really well, don't. Uh, you,
1: there's there's also an option of you franchise tag him. Um I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think any wide receiver is a good a good pickup
0: for them. I I'll don't say think this. any wide receiver is a good I say me. this though. I will have to agree with fracture walnut. Marvin Harrison Jr. is usually the best receiver. Come on, well, well Come by little. far, he's oh, the best yeah, receiver in no, college football. I'm just I'm just saying, like any is. team, he should go to
1: any team and he's gonna make any team better. But that's well, so why not the Ravens?
0: Lamar Jackson can't throw it to the wide receivers for something. You're some reason. not wrong, but get that damn Greg Roman. And, and if not gonna be Greg Roman, then you better get somebody else in there offensively to scheme and shit up to get him to the goddamn ball. That's it's as easy as it is. I don't I understand mean, why some of these some of these coaches in the NFL make life so much harder than it needs to be, and I, and I know. Probably some of them probably say, "Hey, go, come over here, and come do it." You know what? Give me a give me a ten day million dollar contract. I got you, playboy. Well, I do want to say this though. I do, before we wrap this up, mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that we're necessarily talking like we don't don't get us wrong as far as like we don't think Lamar is a good franchise quarterback. But I think the conversation we're having right now and the conversation that Lee brought up when asking what do you do as a GM, I think. That's the kind of conversation that any organization that wants Lamar has to have because the style of play that comes along with him is just different. And maybe it's a situation of, and we've alluded to it with the bears and Justin Fields. We've alluded to it with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in Kansas city. Maybe it's the scheme situation. And as much as they have schemes for him, it doesn't seem like the passing game has been schemed in a way to help him get the ball to receivers. And, yes, he has missed receivers throughout the season. I've We've seen the different mashups of all the receivers he's missed and overthrown and this and that. But I do think something there's something to be said about putting your quarterback in a situation to succeed when it comes to scheming plays for them to get to certain players or easier reads in certain situations. And I'm starting to question if maybe in Baltimore, they have become so reliant on running the ball and getting the ball to Mark Andrews and tight ends that they aren't necessarily concerned about the wide receiver position. And they're no longer actively trying to scheme for the wide receiver position in getting the ball to these wide receivers or setting up these plays for the wide receivers. So I don't know if it's a change of scenery thing and it would be interesting. You know, I kind of, for chaos, I kind of want him to leave. I want him to go somewhere else and let's see, let's see if it's a scheme thing.
0: Yeah. I'm not mad at that one at all. Let's uh, go ahead and wrap it up tonight with the Rams and the Chiefs. Of course, your team, I'll let you go first, sir. Um, yep, Chiefs did what Chiefs do
1: take care of business. Um, I don't even want to talk about the game. What I want to talk about is why the hell the Chiefs going out there and sign damn Melvin Gordon to the damn practice squad. Okay, See, I'm, that's I'm all I want to that know.
0: That was a very sneaky signing that happened, and I'm just going to add as well, I am sick and tired of you damn Chiefs signing all these players. I'm gonna leave it at that.
1: Yeah, we signed a defense lineman too. Um, that's gonna be it. Elevated to active roster soon, so I'm excited about that one. But the Melvin Gordon one, Lee sent me a message on Facebook, and to be honest, uh, it took me a whole day to respond because I was so damn annoyed because I don't understand why we continue to do this, especially at the running back position, oh, but why. it's annoying as hell. And
0: Melvin Gordon is mad at the Broncos. He's gonna come over to the Chiefs and tell all their secrets, and then they don't uh, go.
1: To- nobody cares. No. Yeah, we're gonna do the. He gonna get the LaShawn McCoy treatment. He's gonna come and just sit around, stand around, and collect a ring for doing absolutely jack squat nothing.
0: Well, Melvin Gordon needs to do one thing before he decides to uh, become a starting running back once again in the league. He needs to figure out some fumbling issues. He wasn't really a guy that fumbled a lot uh, prior to this year, but it's definitely something mental. We we talk about this a lot when it comes to – For whatever reason, when it comes to athletes, if you're able to change just a little bit about them, it affects them tremendously. And could that be the fact with Melvin Gordon is getting the quote-unquote the yips of of fumbling to where he's getting fumbleitis and just can't do it anymore? Because as a running back, you can't protect the ball. You will not have a job. Plain and simple. It is is just that simple. If you have to hold on to the ball with two hands, you're going to have to do that. But – um i don't think he will make that big of an impact for you guys but what's well, the problem at all if you see him like i said end of the season maybe one of the playoff games where he might actually come and help out contribute and you know we'll see what happens from there at least brian edwards is a sneaky pickup i definitely like the brandon williams pickup nice to have a tank in the middle yep i agree all right then that is it for tonight uh, of course, we went a little bit over, but that's all good. Oh, yeah, you want make we, sure. We started we, talking about some things. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. We just wanted to make sure, of course, you guys were wrapped. or was uh, recapped over this week. 12, Fresh One also says, Gordon needs to go talk to Tiki Barber about holding the rock. Yeah. Well, I'm at that at all. I'm not at that. You're not wrong. Not know. at all. Alrighty, then y'all know where to find us on Sunday morning right here on X Talking Ish. I will be at NRG on Sunday to see Deshaun Watson return to Houston. So <laughs> I'll give y'all some live updates from have fun with that one. That. Oh, best believe I will, sir. Best believe. I ever-
1: we you know, we we don't actually know that he's uh well we we don't know for sure. You don't know what that he's no, starting. Way. Oh, okay. he's starting All right. Okay. okay. Jacoby Brissett ah! won the game, bro. Ah! Come on. Why y'all can't let Jacoby have his
0: have his time? <laughs> man? Okay. All right, sir. All right. Anyways, back in reality world. We're gonna go ahead and see y'all on Sunday. <laughs> next talk it is right here at 10 o'clock in the morning. We will see y'all next time. And who knows, maybe Deshaun Watson might be the on the back uh be on the bench to back up um the back of Jacoby Brissett. So I wouldn't be surprised. Who knows? Maybe that might happen on Sunday. Would that be (laughs) so? We'll see y'all next (laughs) (laughs) time.